a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. How do you identify opportunities to expand the footprint of your telco? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect, the podcast. My name is Andy Johns. I'm your host. We're once again here at the uh, NTCAR Time Conference, and I am joined for this episode by Lee Chambers, who's CEO of Sand Hill in South Carolina. So, Lee, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Andy. Appreciate so, it. What, what we're going to talk about and what I, what, the reason I asked Lee to be on is uh, just to kind of talk through some of the decision-making process. You know, a lot of the time on the podcast we have marketing folks on, but I thought mm-hmm. since we have a, a CEO like yourself on here, we talk uh, about the decision-making process of you guys moving into some of these other areas. So for if you can, just kind of lay the groundwork, the geography for us about the area you guys have served and then the new area you guys are looking at. Okay. Historically speaking, we're a small independent phone company about an hour south of Charlotte, North Carolina, right on the border in South Carolina, serving roughly one and a small piece of another county. And we've been doing that for probably a good 60 years without any expansion in any other CLEC areas or anything like that. Okay. And then, um, so... But then you've got the opportunity uh, for Marlboro County, I believe it is, where you guys are looking at. Yes, sir. The next county ever, Marlboro County. We, um, we had an opportunity. There was a small independent cable system over there that was looking to sell. It's about an hour away from our headquarters, but it's close enough to where our guys from a field perspective could get over there as needed. And we thought if we were going to get into the Sea Lake business... We could either do it organically by growing on our own or bite the bullet, try to go ahead and buy a customer base somewhere else and see how that went. And when the the deal was right, we made the move to go ahead and purchase it. Sure. That's obviously a decision um, you and the board, I guess, were making together. Uh, and I don't know how much you want to get into that, but that's something obviously the board had to approve. And they, they're um, you know happy about the idea of expanding that footprint for... Um, not just to serve the area, but um, you know, serve some new folks. But I'm sure also for the stability um, going forward, physical health of the uh, the cooperative as well, right? Yeah, I'd love to talk about that for a little while because that okay. was a very tough decision. Sure. I mean, historically, you're dealing with a board that is used to serving just the co-op members, right? And now you're trying to convince them, hey, I want to go and spend multi-million dollars to buy a system that's not co-op members. And I'm going to invest even more money to upgrade that plant and expand that area and take it away from co-op members in the short term to do so. It's a big investment. It is a big investment, and it's it's a hard sell on the upfront because when you're looking at it on day one, it looks like really you're taking money away from cooperative members. In the long run, though, when you depreciate that system out, the initial cost, and you've grown the customer base, you've got new revenue in an area you never had it before. All that revenue is pure profit funneling straight back into cooperative members. So in, in a way, you actually are going to be able to build out the cooperative area quicker by doing this. That's true. And that, but that is something like you said, a little counterintuitive there, yeah. but, but you know, for the, the, and when we've written things, you know, for folks, uh, help explain that is kind of, 
for the big picture, for the long term, the viability, you know, if, if the, the physical health of the cooperative is not there, you're not going to be able to serve them, anybody in the future. So, right. yeah. Uh, so how do you go about communicating that? Uh, obviously, your first step was talk to the board about it. Mm-hmm. Then once the decision's made, uh, usually, I guess, your employees were kind of next to let them know. Right. Explain that to them about what all's going on. And it's the same sort of process. I mean, You've got to convince employees, you've got to convince board that this is the right thing to do. This investment is for the long term of the company. Um, It's in most rural areas, it's not like a lot of these rural areas are growing any. Some of the products like landlines are disappearing. Sure. You know, just to basically stay afloat and break even. If you want to collect the same amount of revenue 10 years from now as you're collecting right now, you've got to go outside of your traditional area to do it. Right. And that's that's obviously what, what you guys are doing. So, um, you know, when you're looking at this, uh, then you've also got to communicate it to the members. And like you said, with the, the board being there, you did this one thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there anything, annual meeting or any questions? How often were you dealing with questions from folks there and the, uh, your members and you haven't explained to them what, what it was all about? I got a few from time to time. We, we were actually kind of lucky in that because the system we bought, cable system, was an hour away. Okay. So it was far enough away to where most of our cooperative comp- customers uh, they knew it happened because we informed them, but they didn't right. really fully understand, okay. in some cases, the impact that that was going to mean to the cooperative long term. Right. So that was probably the big thing from a annual meeting perspective sure. to, to let them know that this is money that's going to funnel back into the cooperative for the viability of it for the long term. Right. Now, one of the more interesting things about this, too, because the the new area, Marlboro County, was not contiguous, in other words, not connected to the other one, but by running the fiber from where you were to this new area, it's given you even more opportunities. And is it Shiraw? It has. Shiraw is is the area in the middle. Um, The first thing we wanted to do, of course, was to try and get some amount of synergy by connecting the two systems so that we only had... One way that we had to focus on getting the internet traffic, the TV traffic, and long-term collapse from two head-ins down to one. Sure. Um, In the process of that, we built probably right around 30 miles worth of fiber to connect the two systems. Okay. And that passed right through a major industrial area, Sherall, South Carolina. Right. In between the I-Lake territory and the newly purchased Sea-Lake territory. Okay. And we are now in the process of starting to build out that area as well for even more growth and revenue coming back into the cooperative. And that's got industrial, but that's also kind of the retail hub too. Yeah, where it's a lot kind of the, the retail hub of the county. Yeah, so that's that's a lot more, um, you know, even more on top of that. Well, what advice would you have? And this would be the last thing I had for you. What what advice do you have for somebody else in in your shoes uh, a couple years ago? If there's somebody who's kind of looking at it, or and they've got a company that's only done their ILEC for a long time, what have you learned along the way? That advice or tips you would pass along to them uh, as they go down this road that that you guys have? Well, I think the main advice I'd have is is don't be scared. Okay, it's a scary um, thing though. It it is. Uh, you know, when you're dealing with a traditional fiber copper plant and then you go off and buy an RF plant when nobody in your 
employee base, your network knows anything about it. I didn't think about that. It, it's a learning curve. It's a training opportunity for a lot of employees. We, we've been blessed that I've had the ability to take some of my traditional phone company guys, get them trained up in that side, and help to grow that side. So it, it's it's been a blessing from the standpoint that people that kind of maybe felt like, hey, I've got another 10 years of work here, and I've learned copper, I've learned fiber, and now, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing for the next 10 years till I retire. Well, great, now I've got another opportunity to learn in something brand new. And, and it, I think it's given a little boost to some of those people to help them along. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, another challenge for them yeah. to do. So great. Well, I appreciate you joining me. I appreciate you kind of sharing that story with us and uh, letting us know, uh, you know what's been going on with, with Sand Hill with the expansion there. So, Lee, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Is Lee Chambers. He's the CEO at uh, Sand Hill in South Carolina. Uh, I'm your host, Andy Johns with Word South. Thanks for uh, listening to these. I think we've got maybe one more scheduled here at our time. And uh, until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.